0: Hey everybody this is pastor chad today is sunday november 13th 2022 welcome to the way r122 ministry live the way radio live and the title of the message today is the logos the truth and the singularity uh, i hope everybody had a good week last week we're getting close to the holiday season and uh, i always feel the need when we get you know closer to christmas And coming into a new year, just to focus on Christ and who Christ is. And hopefully this message will help us do that. So again, the title is The Logos, The Truth, and The Singularity. Let's pray and we'll get into today's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather here again on a Sunday uh, to hear from your word, to learn from your word. And Lord, I just ask that you would uh, bless everybody that hears this message with uh, peace and calm and joy as the message goes forth uh, that we would learn of you through it that you would bless us with a greater depth of understanding that you would uh, deepen our belief and that you would strengthen our faith and most importantly that we would see you more clearly and know truly more of who you are through this message and we just thank you in jesus name amen all right the logos the truth The singularity. Over the last months, I've been listening to a very popular uh, psychologist slash philosopher uh, in order to better understand how those outside the body of Christ view the world and view the word of God. And uh, this man While I find the man very interesting on a wide variety of topics, it saddens me to hear him speak of the Bible and the wisdom and mystery it contains without an understanding of the context of the gospel, which is the central hub the entire Bible rotates around and is centered on. He seems to see the moral and philosophical values that the Bible conveys in so many ways. Yet because I have yet to hear him mention the gospel, it is to me as if he lacks the key that is needed to open the door that will let the real message, the ultimate message, the truth, shine forth. Such is the way of the world, always searching, but never actually finding the one perfect truth. And again, this man, I'm not going to say his name. Many people will probably assume who he is when you hear me talk about this. But he is just a brilliant man. I enjoy listening to him. He's very, seems like a very kind man, very insightful, very wise. And I enjoy listening to him. But it does uh, fascinate me in that when he discusses topics or stories or uh, people from the Bible, there's always just. That's something missing because he just doesn't bring it into the gospel context. And I feel like if he did, it would just add so much power that's missing from what he's trying to get out of the Bible. And without the gospel message, without the enlightening of the Holy Spirit, the Bible will never truly make sense to a person. Now, hopefully, without seemingly seeming overly simplistic, we might sum up. But first, I want to go back to that also. Uh, The way I came about listening to this man is I went on a camping trip with my son and a a friend of his a couple months ago. And while we were driving, we had about a three-hour drive to get to the place where we were going to start our hike to go camping. Um, While we were driving, we we listened to an interview that this man had given, and, and it was just fascinating. And in this interview, he mentioned something called the Logos. And he says, you know, the the Christians refer to the Logos. And when he explained it, he just didn't get the truth of what the Logos means truthfully from a biblical perspective. So I wanted to make that point. I forgot to write that down in my notes before I continue. So now let's continue. Hopefully, without without seeming overly simplistic, we might sum up much of the world's problems and struggles and their solution with the following. Everything, absolutely everything changes in this world, in the universe, except God. The perfect truth and love and mercy and grace of God never changes. The world changes daily and what was dependable one day often betrays us the next. But God never changes. Faith, faith is the most amazing and profound blessing because of the one eternal God, eternal God, that faith must be founded on. Let's look at Hebrews 13, verse 8, which says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Amid all of our tossings and failings and strivings, Jesus never changes. Christ's person is never changes. Everything about him has always been, is, and will always be. In Exodus 3.14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And then if we go forward and we look at John 8.58, when Jesus was questioned about who he is, it says that Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am, he was stating his deity, that he is God. Jesus Christ is the same with regard to his father from creation and forever. John 15, 9 says, As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. The love of the father through the son by the Holy Spirit to us. In this age of Jesus being fashioned to conform to the image of man's imaginings, when it seems acceptable and normal for each professing Christian to have a God of their own understanding based on their own conceptions and desires, in this age in which Jesus is viewed often as more of a product than a Savior, we must ask, who is Jesus Christ truly? Probably the most important question you could ask yourself especially in this day and age, who is Jesus Christ truly? You can go to any city in America and go from one church to the next, and I would not be surprised if you would have a different Jesus in church after church after church, in denomination after denomination after denomination, because Jesus is presented so much more as a product than of who he truly is as a Savior. Let's look at John uh, 1, verse 1, which says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, Genesis 1, 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, again, look at this. in, In what we're trying to see in the rest of this message here is to answer, what we're trying to do is answer the question, Who is Jesus Christ truly? Genesis 1, 1 again. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the work of creation, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit acted together. Genesis 1, 2, and 3 says, The earth was was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was a light. Then if we look at John eight twelve, it says, again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, where it says word, first of all, obviously, Jesus is the light that God was referring to, where he said, let there be light. And there was light. That was Jesus that he was referring to. Jesus is the light of the world. That's what he claimed in John 8, 12. But let's go back. And it says, in the beginning was the Word, capital W, meaning divine, and the Word, capital W, was with God, and the Word was God. Now, Word, in the original Greek, is uh, the term or the word logos, which you could call the divine expression. Ancient Greek philosophers had special, special uses for the term logos. They used the word logos to describe the ultimate reality that they were pursuing. Uh, basically, an impersonal, rational force or an organizing principle that gives life and meaning to the universe that cannot love or interact with the world. In Greek, at that time, Greek philosophers, uh, religious people, uh, would, would would search for something they were calling the Logos. The What is the answer to why we are here? What is the meaning of life? What is the reason and the meaning of everything? The Logos. That's what they were searching for. Again, the divine expression. Now, John took the Greek word Logos and he transformed it. And you remember, I forget what book it's in, but when John, uh, in one of his travels, in his ministries, in, in one of his mission trips... I think he was in Athens, and he was, I'm not sure, but I think he was in Athens. And as he was walking down the road, there were statues of all these different gods that the Greeks worshipped and that the Romans worshipped. And when he started preaching to them, he said, What you're searching for is what I have found in Jesus Christ. The Logos is Jesus Christ. John took the Greek Greek word Logos And he transformed it from being something that was impersonal, that cannot interact with humanity. And John made the Logos personal, something that could be received or rejected by human beings. Then he took it even further by saying that the Logos could actually incarnate as a human being. The Logos is God himself, the Son, the second person of the Trinity. That's why it says, and the Word Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Logos is God himself, the son, the second person of the Trinity. It says, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Again, Jesus is, was, and always will be God. Even during his incarnation, he never ceased to be God. John uh, 1 verse 2 continues, says he was in the beginning with God. The word Jesus was and had a being before creation of the world ever had a beginning. And then in John 1, 3, it continues. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Genesis 1, 1 says that God created all things. Jesus and God are one. The word conceived and the word spoken and expressed. Conceived thought, the conception of the mind of God, spoken, Christ the word by whom God has spoken to us. Christ makes God's mind known to us. God is love, and love is only truly seen, understood, and expressed through Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1 verses 2 through 3 says, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And Colossians 1.17 says, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This is the universal singularity by which all things relate and make sense. All of creation, time, and space orbit around and point to the person and work of Jesus Christ. Christ, again, is God incarnate. He is God in the flesh. We are blessed to see and know God in and through Jesus Christ. The only way you can see God the Father is through Jesus Christ. John 1.4 continues, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Genesis 2 7 says, Then the Lord God formed man, formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Breath and life and light are a miraculous reason for gratitude every morning and every evening that we are alive. We often hear of God's amazing saving grace, the grace which saves his chosen ones. But consider also God's common grace, the fact that the most ardent, atheistic, God-denying rebel is blessed by God's grace to wake up every morning, breathe air, see light, and live by the grace of God. John 1.5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Isaiah 9.2 says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness on them has light shone. Folks, this is the spirit of Christmas. This is what we should meditate on in the coming weeks. The truth and spirit of this verse is what we celebrate at Christmas time. This world is one of darkness, chaos and confusion. The only thing that keeps evil mankind from destroying itself is the restraining power of God's common grace. And his common grace is so mysterious that God actually does not just keep evil at bay, but he actually turns the workings of evil in such a way that they end up working to the benefit of God's elect through saving grace. The darkness cannot overcome the light of Christ because the light is so perfect and powerful that it even turns the workings of darkness to the, to the benefit of the light of the gospel. Romans 8, 28 through 30 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. So all things, both good and evil, work for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his will and purpose. Now in review, let's look at these verses again. John 1, 1 through 5. What may be the most profound sentence ever written is in John 1.14, just a little bit further in the book of John. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus, who is God, became a man in the flesh and is a man now seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Mark 16, 19 says, So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. So I hope this short message today gives you much to meditate on in considering who Jesus Christ is truly. Again, it's one of the most important things you can consider in light of of the condition of the world. And the condition of the modern church, when Jesus is really uh, fabricated and we see Jesus being made into what man thinks he should be, wants him to be. When the gospel is, is taken apart and rewritten and twisted in order to fit the desires of men. This is a very important message for us to consider so I would, I would highly recommend, if you're struggling to know who Christ is, read John 1. Just read John chapter 1 and meditate on what it's saying. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your word today, for this message. I ask, Lord, that you would touch each heart that hears it, that you would do a mighty work through it, and that most importantly, Lord, we would know more of who you are in truth. And let your word uh, strengthen us, edify us, uh, and just... Sharpen us uh, in discernment that we will not be fooled into believing in something that is false, into believing in a Christ that is not the true Christ, which is you. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, thank you for uh, watching the message today. If you get, if you, I'm trying to share my screen with you and I forget how to do this. Here we go. If you get a chance, please visit um, The Way R122 Ministry. You can find us on the web at thewayr122.org. If you want to listen to the podcast or subscribe to the podcast, you can do so by going to Christian podcast community.org just searching for the way radio in the search field. You can also find us on rumble at the way R one, two, two. That's all the sermons since June of 2021. Earlier sermons are still on our YouTube channel at the way ministry church. Uh, They have been removing those often on because they don't like what I talk about. That's fine. That's why I switched over to rumble and folks, please consider if you could donating to the ministry, uh, we're so limited uh, because of finances and there's so much more we'd be able to do if we just had greater support. So please prayerfully consider supporting the ministry. You can do so by going to the way R one two two dot If you're on our email list, I'm going to be sending some updates about what we're trying to do and, in- Uh, continuing the work in Kenya. My friend Patrick is very involved in helping children there right now and I want to be able to provide him with more support. We're still sending sermon notes there uh, just about every week and teaching materials and we want to continue to do more of that but we need your help and support and prayers to do so. Uh, All right. Thank you very much for joining us today, for watching and God willing, I'll be back here next week, same time same place. All right. God bless you guys. Take care.